Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. You've got a dog barking in the background. It's howling rain here in Bondi at the moment. So we're indoors. And in spite of the fact we're indoors, we have a dog barking at the side gate trying to get out and there's plenty of noises around. Let the dog be our Ben Buckler for the day. Have you ever heard of the punishment of the age-old times, um, especially in Europe, of being horse-drawn and quartered? Uh, If you haven't, let me describe it to you. And please bear with me on this podcast because it is not necessarily the most pleasant thing to think about while you eat breakfast. The person would lie down as a punishment. They would be forced to lie down on the ground. Their arms would be wrapped in leather straps all the way up to the shoulder. And those leather straps would connect to a rope and that rope would be tied to a horse. Their leg would be strapped, their other leg would be strapped, their arm would be strapped, and their other arm would be strapped. There would be four horses. And what they would do is slowly, very slowly, with the person wide awake, get the horses to move a step at a time. If you can imagine, first thing would happen would be the shoulder and the hips would dislocate from the socket. And if you've ever been near somebody who's popped a shoulder or popped a hip, you will know the agony that just one of those would cause. But here we are, all four have popped. So this person is still awake and not happy about the whole matter. And then the horses would pull a little harder, at which time the shoulder would come off the body and the arm would pull free, and then the other arm, and then the legs. So there'd be a person lying on the ground, bleeding like uh, pretty badly, with no arms and legs. This would lead to death, a very slow one. Well, after the horse did the pulling, I would say it would fairly fast. This is a disgusting description of pain. And in the centre of the four quadrants of the horse's pulling was their heart. Now... The heart kept beating even though the legs and the arms were being pulled off. Now I want you to imagine a person with a vision. And they've got a family vision, they want to have a happy family. They have a health vision, they want to have a happy health. They have a spiritual vision, they want to be happy in themselves. They have a career vision, they want to do well at work. They have a financial vision, they want to have enough money in the bank to pay the bills and maybe give some away when they die. They want to have a social vision, be have some um, contribution and friends and network. They want to have a relationship vision. They, they want to have a person that they wake up next to in the morning feeling good about and who feels good about them. They want to have a mental vision. In other words, see order in the chaos and therefore the mental vision ultimately leads to security because if you know things that other people don't, That leads to a competitive advantage that you can use to get more pay. So we can see that people can have seven visions. And if we sort of group them a little bit, you'll find that most people on the planet are being horse-drawn and courted with their vision. They wake up 
and they go, gee whiz, uh, I need to make the family happy and I need to make my relationship happy and I need to make my boss happy and I need to make my financial with the bank happy and I need to make myself happy and I need to have my mental happy and they get pulled in all seven directions in opposition to each other. What a painful, torturous life. And sometimes people think with their dream boards and they think with all their vision statements and their be-do-haves that they're getting their shit together when actually they're making it even more painful because they're getting more clear on each of the seven visions of their life and they haven't been able to prioritise them, which one's most important, because most people are juggling seven balls and which one do they catch? They catch the one that's going to hit them on the head. So they catch the most painful one. They throw seven areas of life in the air. Seven balls come heading towards them. One's coming closest to their face. It's going to give them the most pain. So they focus on that today. And this is the average punter in the world. 98% of people on the planet are juggling seven areas of life, trying to get it right and not getting any of it done to perfection. There are those people we would call champions, people who win gold medals, people who lead businesses, people who get it together and they do it because they have something that brings all the seven areas of life into one thing. And I call that one thing your purpose. Now, let's just give an example here. This morning, it's pissing rain. It's really warm inside the house. I have lots of coffee in the coffee machine, ready to make a new brew. I have a beautiful wooden desk. I have a computer, headphones. I have everything I need. And yet, it's time for me to go outside and go for a walk. Well, if I comp have competing uh, priorities, one, what's my purpose in life? Well, my purpose is, just let, leave that off the table for a minute. One, I have my comfort. Two, I have my health, go for a walk. Three, I have my work, do a podcast. Four, I have my uh, financials, I have uh, my uh, GST tax to do. Five, I have my beautiful partner in my life who wants a hug and a cuddle and maybe to sit down and talk about stuff. Oh my goodness me, and I have family, all extended around the world. So, and my social, my network, and my clients, and my objectives, and I've got to go for a walk. Now you think about it, what in the hell would I go out in the rain for a walk? Because health is not a problem. I'm not unhealthy, a little bit overweight. Oh, well, I'll just won't eat as much today. And I create a lack of uh, motivation. I create a lack of incentive. Why? Because I'm being horse drawn and quartered, pulled in all directions. But what if I say like this? On my daily walk to Ben Buckler, which is about six and a half thousand steps, um, which mostly I walk on the soft sand in Bondi, which gives me a calorie deficit for food. In other words, I burn more calories doing that walk than I eat in a day, which means I lose weight. I also take with me my iPhone and my uh, um, microphone and I do a podcast while I walk. Okay, so now I've got two things linked together. Is that enough? Well, it's not enough because unless I can link my 
seven areas of life to my purpose, <clears throat> they're all going to be juggled all around. So let's just go through it for a minute. My purpose is to open hearts. How does losing a few kilos help me open hearts? If I can't ask that, answer that question, then I've got a rogue horse drawing me and quartering me. I've got an idea, a New Year's resolution, a vision going rogue because it has its own incentivization. It'll be incentivized by how I look, how I smell, how I feel, how I taste, what I do, whether I like food, whether I don't like food, what time I go to bed. It will be rogue. It will have its own design and metaphors running it. But if I link my body weight and my health to my purpose, I have a non-rogue vision. And my vision would be to be healthy, let's say. Why do I want to be healthy? How do I link that to my purpose? Well, I want to be on this planet long enough to do the work I've been born to do before I leave. I don't want to leave early. And my health is crucial to that because that's my purpose. My purpose is to do my work. My purpose is to open hearts. My purpose, therefore, requires health. I link health. Going for a walk is therefore part of my health, which is therefore part of my purpose, and it's really easy. Now I'm going to do a podcast. Why do I do a podcast? My podcast is part of my networking. My podcast is part of my giving. My podcast is part of my social. It's my spiritual for sure. So now what if I can do a podcast while I walk? Well, now I've linked two rogue visions to my purpose because my podcast is a very important part of opening hearts in the world, teaching the universal laws. Every other law on earth closes hearts opens minds. Let's just go to the third one. What is the benefit of me going for a walk on a rainy day, doing a podcast and, uh, and getting wet and improving my health to my purpose? Well, let's go around the other area. To my relationship, it cuts some space to my partner so she can be by herself or go for a run and actually do her own thing and not necessarily spend a whole rainy day stuck inside with Chris Walker, the talker. And so that's a benefit to her. It also opens my heart to her because when I'm away from her, it makes me appreciate her more. So I link that to my purpose as well. Financially, how does it benefit me to go for a walk in the rain and do a podcast and improve my health? Financially, well, I say, if I don't have the wealth, how can I open hearts? If I try to open people's heart and I don't have money, I'm doing it for money. And that's a got to and I can't possibly imagine that people will be open-hearted to a got-to person. I have many clients who are being horse-drawn and quartered because they are being too nice, too uh, ambitious. They have seven visions. They've done a dream board. They've made life hard for themselves. They haven't linked any of the visions to a purpose, and therefore each of their visions is like a horse pulling them in an, in an opposite direction. And then you will hear that person say, I don't feel like I'm on purpose in life. Now, that's not true. You cannot be off purpose, but what you can be is filled up, full up with desire, full up with ambition for rogue visions that head off in all different directions. You could also find this written in another language, values-based leadership. Your values, your highest value is your purpose. That's a logical thing to say, isn't it? 
your highest value in life is the thing you value most. And the thing you value most, even if you don't know what it is, is your purpose. And we sabotage anything we can't link to our purpose. So seven visions done on a dream board, written as goals, written as purposes, written as things that aren't linked to a vision are seven rogue things that we will sabotage if by accident we are not subconsciously linking them to our purpose. Now, I hope that this conversation today talking about blood and gore and ripping the arms off people gets the message across really clearly today because we're indoors and there's no background noise of waves bashing. So it should be fairly clear on the podcast that a person who doesn't have a purpose but does have visions will be ripped apart. And what will happen to that person is one of those areas will eventually break. Now think about it. Think about anybody you know who tried to be great at work, great at home, great in their life, great parent, great health, great athlete, great spiritual person. Think about that person and think about the disaster that actually brought them down, crashed them to the ground, humbled them. When we uh, work on low priorities, we attract calamities, disasters, and humbling circumstances. Can you see how it all fits together? We sabotage anything we can't link to our purpose. When we're off purpose, in other words, prioritizing one of our visions that's gone rogue, we attract calamities, disasters, and humbling circumstances to bring us back to purpose. Now, you might think you're committed to the vision and you say, oh, I had a calamity, a disaster and a humble circumstance when I was really committed to the vision. But just go back to that moment when the babies were born and you go, oh, my gosh, how do I be committed to my work when I need to be committed to the babies? And the guilt started racking around in your brain and you thought when every hour you spend at work, you're not at home with the babies and every hour you spend at work, you're not earning enough to pay for the school fees of the potential babies that are going to grow up. You think about the disconnection and the rogue visions that caused a calamity, disaster or a humbling circumstance. We are here to avoid calamities, disasters and humbling circumstance. How? Listen carefully. We create a vision, a dream board. We create goals, 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 which link to visions. We create habits which link to visions. But if those seven visions are not linked to a purpose, we are rogue. And we will work on low priorities thinking that we're working on purpose. We're not. Linking your visions to your purpose. That's the secret. That's the secret. That's the secret. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. And don't be horse drawn and quartered because right in the middle of all that is your beautiful heart. Bye for now.